Hello and welcome back to the Leeds 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 podcast, or should I say an emergency <laughs> Leeds Leeds podcast, uh, because it's only gone and happened. Leeds have sacked Paul Heckingbottom today. Uh, my name's Joe Mewis, uh, I'm the Leeds United editor here at Leeds Live and I'm joined by my colleague Baron Cross. Baron, feels like only yesterday we were here talking. We, we never left yet. Yeah, we, indeed. We, we've been sat in this, this little pod that we were recording <laughs> ever since yesterday. Um, yeah, it's, it's moved on remarkably fast, hasn't it? Um, yesterday, um, we mentioned this earlier on Facebook Live, people that might have seen our Facebook Live video, mm. um, we got wind of the pre-season friendlies, the pre-season schedule on Thursday afternoon, we actually mm. talked about the pre-season schedule, didn't we, on the podcast, That's, Leeds, yeah. Leeds, Leeds. That was only yesterday. <laughs> and um, at that stage there was there was no, I mean clearly, I mean we're not party to every conversation that goes on inside Thor Park, Nellon Road, but there was no intimation at that stage that we mm. should be braced for any news on Friday morning. Yeah. Um, anybody that we'd spoken to had said, as we said on the, the first podcast, you know, it was going to be Saturday at the earliest, maybe Monday to Tuesday at the latest. Because he's still still in Greece, isn't he? Still on they the holiday. They were going to give the good courtesy of allowing them to actually get back into the country. But um, yeah. clearly, it's moved very, very quickly, and I think there's possibly exciting reasons for that. Indeed, indeed. Um, I think there's exciting reasons you're you're hinting at is. <laughs> The, the front runner to take over, Marcelo yes. Bielsa, yeah. um, which the, the first reports of him came out last night. Um, myself and Thursday Baron were actually for, uh, Thursday evening, yeah. yeah. Um, myself and Baron were actually doing a pub quiz, so uh, unfortunately we were a bit uh, a bit tied up at the time. But um, we were distracted to say the least. From yeah, the quiz. yeah. It's I mean I think a lot of Leeds fans had the same sort of reaction. Mm. Um, disbelief, dis- disbelief. Yeah. So they, they came out in the um, in the Spanish media El Coro, which is a um, a Bill Bow, a Bill Bow um, publication. Obviously, uh, Bielsa has, has links there, having having managed in the city before. Um, that report just sort of stated, you know, in broad strokes, that that Leeds had made Bielsa um, their their sort of top chief target. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. Heckenbottom was still in the job at this point. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, Baron, if you want to sort of walk us through the last twenty four hours and into what has happened, yeah. So, um, so as we said, so um, we came back from Myanmar, didn't they? Um, is that two weeks ago now? Two or three weeks? But yeah, I think the last game was three, weeks, three weeks today, now, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. So three weeks ago, uh, they come back from Myanmar. The following week, Heckenbottom is in and out of meetings at Thorpe Park, Ellen Road, with uh, with the likes of Victor Orsh and Angus Kinnear, whether in person or you know via phone call. But meetings were going on and. And things were being done, and um, they were trying to get the ball moving for the summer ahead. And um, from what we've heard, they weren't particularly productive. I think Paul was growing increasingly frustrated with uh, with the lack of progress on certain players and certain targets. And he'd said to us, uh, in no uncertain terms, um, at the end of the season, before and after the QPR game, that there was there was agreement on, on on what everybody wanted for the club, but how they actually go about achieving that, there was there was some disagreement. And he used mm. the phrase that we need to be reading off the same page and. Yeah. Clearly, those pages remained different until uh, until quite late on. So, so Paul decided to go away on holiday uh, two weeks ago tomorrow. Yeah, two weeks, two, two Saturdays ago, yeah. he went away on holiday because he, he obviously wanted a break as well. But I think he was also yeah. very frustrated with the lack of progress and wanted to get away. And I think yeah. you would probably assume that you know, Paul Heckenbottom is a very wise man, and you'd probably assume that he could probably sense that maybe he wasn't as mm. secure in his job as he wanted to be. So he he got away for two weeks in Greece. Um, Skip forward. We go through a few days of um, quite um, quite strong speculation on Twitter, largely unfounded so. though, mm. just from various Twitter accounts. People are saying they're in the know. Some of it tongue in cheek, but as Twitter's a bit of an echo chamber, obviously 
amplifies, doesn't it? And um, especially so with a lack of any other news, you know, since exactly. the quiet week people of the are season. desperate to yeah. fill that void, aren't they? And so more and more people begin to listen to it and think there's something in it. So it just grows, grows mm. ever further. And then, um, and then what, what we weren't aware of until today was that it sounds like yesterday, Thursday daytime, Victor Orta flew out to Greece to actually interrupt. I suppose is, is a polite <laughs> word. Interrupt yeah. Paul Heckenbottom's family holiday. And clearly move things on. I mean, I think we alluded there to the exciting reason you would have to assume if they're moving that quickly and going out of their way and sending Victor across Europe to tell mm. him in person. If they couldn't wait 40 hours for him to come back for his holiday. there is something mm. happening very quickly. I'm sure you'll go on to the club statement, but Angus Kinnear has already intimated they're looking for a quick appointment and that would back, that would tally with the timeline. So, mm. as I say, so Victor Orta goes out there Thursday daytime, which we weren't aware of. Thursday evening, the Bielsa rumours come out, which sort of... Gets gets a few people talking, but not not particularly out of, out of the ordinary. You know, it's it's quite, it's quite um, understandable for rumours to get out of there. Maybe a few days before Heckenbottom eventually goes. So we we were very very impressed with the name, but we weren't particularly surprised that there was uh, managerial speculation. Yeah, and then Friday morning, um, Alan Nixon, the Sun journalist, uh, he was the first one I saw to tweet about something shortly after eleven a.m. on Friday morning. He said um, Heckenbottom will leave or is set to leave Leeds more shortly. Uh, and then within 15 to 20 minutes, Phil Hay over at the uh, the Yorkshire Evening Post um, followed it up and, and, and corroborated it and said, you know, Paul Hagenbottom's set to be sacked. So so they were the uh, the first sort of very, very strong rumours yeah. and suggestions it was going to be happening. And then, of course, the club statement arrived at noon and um, the rest is history. That's right, yeah. Um, I've, I've got the club statement here in front of me, um, which, which, as you say, popped up at noon. Um, it, it's, it's mainly a message from Angus Kinnear, really. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll read it out because... Um, there's, there's certainly a few takeaways to be had from it. Um, so, so Angus Kinnear says, On behalf of the Board of Directors at Leeds United, I would like to thank Paul for the commitment and passion he has demonstrated since he joined the club earlier this year. Paul came to us during a difficult period in the season and has conducted himself in an exemplary manner, despite results not going as any of us had hoped. Um, our objective is to bring in a head coach with more experience who can help us reach the goals we have talked about since we became custodians of the club last summer. We are confident of making a quick appointment and we thank our fans for their continued support. So I think the main thing's there. Um, they want a coach with more experience mm. and they want a quick appointment. Uh, obviously, Paul Heckenbottom, you know, 40 years old, this is his second job. Um, only had a couple of seasons, really, uh, full seasons at Barnsley. Yeah. Um, admittedly, I think he knew the championship very well, which yes, is something yeah. that, that perhaps um, Thomas Christiansen didn't before, might have been part of his undoing. Yeah. Um, but that adds credence perhaps to the sort of targets and, and the timescales here we've talked about with Bielsa. It's certainly someone he is experienced, admittedly not in this country, but Bielsa is, you know, he's managed in, in across Europe, in South America, he's managed mm. at the World Cup, the Olympics, international manager with um, with Chile and Argentina. Um, and I think really he's, I mean, it's just an exciting rumour, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's it's astonishing. I mean, as we've already said, the word disbelief. I yeah. mean, it, it really anybody who know, I, I'd forgive a lot of people for, for never having heard of him because mm. um, you know he's, he's never managed, managed a major club side in Europe or a, a club you would associate with the last eight or the last four of a, of a Champions League. But mm. um, for those people who, who who do follow football and, and are aware of you know that the better coaches on the planet, uh, Bielsa's in that top rung. I he mean, is, you you is. read and listen to what Guardiola and Pochettino, to name but two, have said about him, and mm. they consider him the daddy of of that way of playing. You know that position uh, position possession based attacking style of player. Mm. He, he's immensely thought of by um, by some of the great thinkers in the game, and um, 
whether he's got championship experience or not, um, you would think the assumption is that a man who understands the sport as well as he does would, would find results in, in any league and in any country. I mean, he's, he's not got a, an immaculate record because he's obviously had a, quite a number of jobs and, and clearly some of them have ended because things have gone sour for whatever reason. But in terms of basic principles of, of how he plays the game, very, very highly thought of. And I think... In most cases with clubs, if they if they sack a manager for negative reasons, if if it hasn't gone well, the next appointment tends to be the polar opposite, doesn't mm, it? I mean, yeah. you find some clubs, um, Swansea springs to mind a few years ago, where they 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 would lose a manager to a better club or for for a reason, and they would then go and appoint a similar manager who played in a similar way to have that succession of of you know coming in looking after the same players but playing mm. in the same way because it had been going so well for so many years at Swansea, but mm. but with Leeds because. You go from Christiansen where it, where it tailed off. You go to Heckenbottom where it hasn't worked out. Never got going. What, what's the opposite of Christian and Heckenbottom? You're looking <laughs> at some kind of super coach like like Bielsa, who is a lot older, a lot more experienced, mm. and is going to be a lot more expensive. He is, um, but Leeds obviously have fresh investment in their back pocket. The the 49ers mm. money has just come in. Um, it's thought to be about 10 million pounds there, isn't it? Yeah, for, for the there there for about. the stake. So. Um, Certainly, uh, everyone assumed it would go on on transfer fees um, this summer, but perhaps could you know could the pot be there for to try and lure uh, Bielsa in? Possibly, it does feel like the penny mm. is dropping for Afrizan. It Does, doesn't I it? I mean, it does feel like there is a proper sea change, and you know, you go back to March and and all the all the things that happen off the back of his tweets about Wolves and and the fuss that he kicked up about that and the way they were approaching the championship and the the the, the lesson he seemed to draw from it was that. Um, whatever Wolves are doing was legal and, he, and he'd like to imitate it if he could and you know, I don't think we're going to look at those levels of spending but you do think that you know he is acutely aware now of what it's going to take to get out of this division he's seen the calibre of club that are in the, in the division and, and have gone into the top six and the type of money they're spending that's it yeah and it does feel like maybe he is now prepared to dip into these reserves of cash that you know, we know he's a very very wealthy man but it does feel like if, if they're going for the likes of Bielsa Bartley Hernandez I mean, these all these rumours can't all be um, unfounded. There must be something in them. There is, yeah. I think what he's trying to do is, like you say, I think the, the Wolves tweets could prove to sort of be the pivotal point of, yeah. I mean, without without going too over the top of, of his time at Leeds United, but by when all said and done, I think he's he's realised now, like Wolves have done, you need to leverage some of the relationships you've got with with Quite right. with the big the players. Work, yeah. So. You know, he's done that with the 49ers. Obviously, he's, he's you know a sports media mogul, so he knows right, yeah. he knows hundreds of professional sports teams yeah. owners out of thought probably. Um, so he's used that there, and he knows some big moves and shakers in football, in world football, having having you know um, set up an agency there. Mm. So I think because obviously the problem Leeds have had recently is how, how do you compete in the Championship? It's such an uneven playing field. Yeah. It's the the finances are all out of whack. You know. Yeah. Do FFP and parachute payments work? That's we've we've talked about that quite a lot already this summer. Um, and you can find yourself a team a team like Leeds, and I think teams like sort of Derby are facing this now. Perhaps it's so hard to get out of that division. You've you've got to be a bit creative, I think, haven't Norwich, you? You've got to. I say, yeah, and this this is what Wolves have done. Wolves have been down there for a while. You know, obviously Wolves are a massive club. You know, they like Leeds United. They they should be in the Premier League. You know, big stadium, rich history, yeah. um, plenty of backing among fans. Base. And what what they've done is they've. I mean, it's it's wrong to call it moneyball, but it's it's no. finding this sort of different different approach, and this comes with leveraging these other relationships. I think, and I, I more think money. yeah, they've, they've leveraged that relationship with Mendes. They've done it legally, and yeah. they're just they're, they're basically happy to pay the money that those players demand. I mean, mm. I mean, we've, we've all seen what Neves has done, haven't we? I think um, 
they've just changed it up, haven't they? Wolves. They thought, yeah. you know, we're fed up of being in this division, and we're just mm. going to have a real good go at it. So, but it's, it's this thinking outside the box, I think, that, that's got there. Like so many teams have gone stale, and I think you've just got to look for other other ways to do it. And, and perhaps do you think, that's what you do you think that's more than just spending more money? Then, when you say thinking outside the box, it sounds like you think it's more than just spending I think more so, money. Yeah, I, th- I think it's as I said before, it's, it's leveraging these these relationships mm. that, that you've got with with other people. Um, Radrazani is very well connected in the, in the world of football. You know, he's you put that to good in news. his interviews. He's name checked these agents. Um, yeah, he he's name checked yeah. uh, Raiola, I know. Um, Stella, who look after Stella, both. who, who um, they're, they're perhaps the biggest agents um, in this country, at least. So, I think you must have realised now, r- rather than just putting all this money in, this this is a way to do it. You've got to be a bit cuter with what you do, a bit different. And I think that could be very exciting for Leeds United. You know. If, if these rumours yeah. every day you get linked with Bielsa if, if you know we're there in the start of August and Bielsa's on the touchline Abel Hernandez is, is on the pitch it's uh, I, I don't think anyone would have seen that coming it's it's, it's crazy um, I just want to go back to Heckenbottom for a bit I think yes. we'd better have sort of like a final that, yeah. final word on Heckenbottom obviously four months in charge four wins out of 16 games mm. that record is justification for the sack I think but um, looking at everything do you, do you think they've made the right decision here to, to get rid of him it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, as I've said on a few occasions, I'm not a Leeds United fan that's been, you know, having to go through the rigmarole of trying to get out of the third and the second tier for the for the best part of the last uh, 15 years. So it's easier said than done for me to be objective about it and say, no, every manager needs time. Every manager deserves 18 months, two years with a few transfer windows. It's easy for me to say that because I haven't gone through the pain that the Leeds United fans have. So... I can understand that, that some fans will be quite confident, especially now that he's gone, will have been quite confident in looking at what they saw on the pitch and made a decision quite quickly that, you know, thanks but no thanks. You know, fair enough, Paul, you've come in, you've mm. given what you can, but you are not up to scratch. You're not good enough to get us out of this division. So I can understand what fans saying that. For me, I think I would always um, uh, go, go on the side of caution and giving time. Uh, I think it's been proven in, in a lot of cases and, and not in some others that, that managers who are given time can deliver results. Mm. I suppose the counter-argument would be is he the right kind of manager to be given time? You know, Did did he do enough at Barnsley to suggest that it would have improved in 18 months, two years? So mm. it's hard to say. You, you're quite right, Joe. I mean, one win in four um, from uh, what was three months in charge at the end of the season um, mm. is not good enough. It's not promotion form. If they hadn't had the start they had, they would have been relegated. They would, they would have been right down there. Since, since yeah. Christmas, they were bottom three form, weren't they? they so were, um, only Sunderland were better, I think. So yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think I think you could have gone either way and had equal support on either side. I think if you if you'd gone with him, people like myself would have said, you know, fair enough. He needs a transfer window or two. He deserves time. You've you've gone out and paid half a million pounds for him you've hired him because he's said X, Y and Z about the job he's going to do let him go and do it So, mm. but on the other side again I can, there's plenty of people out there saying you're yeah, quite right that's, that's the right decision to get rid of him the, the record isn't there it's not been good yeah. enough so you, know, you, you wash your hands and move on and, and now is the time to do that if you, if you, if you, if you waited another week or two then mm. you almost have to back him the, t- the timing is, is a big part of it really mm. isn't it I think it's such an important summer for Leeds and I think that doubt that was obviously there you know whether it's um, his relationships with Orta, Radrazani, uh, w- whatever sort of the lingering doubts are there, they've, they've come to surface and they've obviously thought, no, we, we can't go with this. Um, and, and you know it's a shame for him. Um, I think he spoke a lot of sense. He's a nice bloke. He's a nice really, bloke. Really, really good bloke um, still from the media side. He was. He was. He'd never shy away from from questions and press no, conferences no, no. or anything like that. Um, also, I think the other strings to his bow that, that can you know go on his CV after this would be his development of the youngsters. 
Um, you know, he was brave enough to throw Bailey Peacock Farrell in, um, who was probably at sort of a low point of his career, I thought, yeah. um, bef- before he, he got chucked in against Wolves. You know, he's had a absolute whirlwind three months, just yeah. made his international debut. Paddy O'Connor, Tom Pierce, um, both come through. Uh, Ryan Edmondson as well. So, it's, you know, there, there are positives to be taken from his thing, which I think Leeds can carry forward to next year. But I, I, I think that they. If they've got someone lined up, which it sounds like they do, yeah, saying that they want does. the quick thing, then does, yeah. I think perhaps this could be could be the right move. I think there. Um, so it's time's going to tell, isn't it? So, yeah, that's it. When it's, we get to the end of October or November, we'll yeah, know whether they played it right. We or know not. who they who they get in. We know how they've how they've done, how they've started. Um, I don't think it'll take Heckin Bottom long to get another job. No, no, exactly. He's this, he knows this what he's doing. Year, there's a lot of vacancies, isn't there? Even if he drops down to League One. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's one down the road at Oakwell. I hear. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't think they'll be uh, they'll be welcoming back with open arms there somehow, no. but. Uh, Stranger things have happened. Um, again, looking at the successor, looks sort of looking past Bielsa. Um, he's a very volatile man, so yeah. perhaps he might change his mind if, if talks are down the line. Um, mm. I don't think, you know, until it's signed, sealed, delivered, I don't think we can assume he is going to get the job. Um, I've just I've got the, the the bookies list in front of me here of the the main contenders. Um, in, in a way, it's a bit pointless me reading out because it's such a volatile market; it's changing all the time. But um, the same sort of names are there. Um, some of them are familiar some of them have come in sort of pretty fresh today obviously you've got Bielsa as the favourite he's, he's been generally odds on all day mm. um, the bookies are really sort of confident on that obviously I think there'll have been a bit of money in for him last night so oh, they'll, yeah. have, they'll have acted accordingly Ranieri's um, the second favourite he's at 7-2 he's, 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 he's dropped his odds he's, he's, uh, his odds have dropped slightly mm. today I think he was 3-1 to one earlier yeah, uh, obviously we've heard a bit about him over the last couple of weeks um, certainly a man that Radwazani's name checked in the past before as well when he was um, not long after Heckenbottom retired and Radwazani did um, I think it was the the question and answer session he did on social media he, he sort of he was talking I about Heckenbottom turned it around to Ranieri that, which those two seem to tick the boxes we think they're going to go for yeah. based on the statement Angus has put out I think um, certainly experienced aren't they out of work experienced yeah. not cheap yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think they're. I, I think it's, it's totally understandable why yeah. the bookies have priced them up as the, as the top two. They the are the two clear favourites as well. Um, I'd say Ranieri seven to two, Bielsa four to six on. Um, then there's a drop ten to one to Mick McCarthy, who is experienced and available again, but not quite so sexy as those two. Who would have mm. thought? Um, sorry for saying Mick McCarthy and sexy in the same sentence. There, <laughs> That's, uh, it's been a long day. Mick's oh, <laughs> uh, so, wife will be on the phone. Uh, to she you. will. Yeah, I'm sure he's a lovely man. Um, <laughs> Um, and then we've got Steve Bruce as well. He's there's been a little bit of chatter about him um, this, this afternoon on, on Friday afternoon. Um, he's you know what? sixteen Who to knows? one. But Who knows this it. club? Yeah, I want to rule yeah. Steve Bruce out, but yeah. you know what? Stranger <laughs> things have happened. Exactly, like Marcelo Bielsa. Like, yeah, I mean that is one of the stranger yeah, things. Did too, isn't it? You would say, you know, if before, let's say yesterday morning, before yeah. the Bielsa stuff came yeah. out. And somebody who was in the know said to you, right, who do you think? Bielsa yeah. or Bruce? Well, Steve Bruce, yeah, obviously. Clearly, Bielsa's yeah. not going to Ellen Road. So, Bruce, <laughs> yeah. do not be surprised by anything that happens in the next two to three days. Yeah, I can't think. Obviously, um, you know, as you mentioned, you're not a Leeds fan, Baron, but I am. I've been following the team for, uh, for... Thick and thin. Yeah, more than 30 years now, which uh, show my age there. And um, I'm struggling to think of a rumour that's more out there than Bielsa. That's a big um, statement. Back in the 80s, those, before those my years. time, I know Diego Maradona was linked in the was 80s. He? Yeah, he was linked with Leeds and I think Sheffield United. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that was a bit crazy. I think that was when he was still at Barcelona. Um, that can't have gone down well with the English contingent <laughs> at Leeds. But it was, it was yeah, very post-Falklands yeah. then, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah. I, I, I say I'm struggling really to think of any other rumour that's sort of been quite so strong. Um, 
over the time yeah it's it would be unreal unreal um obviously we've been sort of doing a bit of a dive into BL so we'll have, we'll have plenty of pieces up over him um, on the website over the weekend and mm. I think we'll we're, we're going to sort of try and really drill down on what a fascinating character he is um but I mean that that's all to come um we'll let you go now because you've already heard uh, from us uh, yesterday yeah. so you, you're probably sick of our voices um but if you stay tuned to uh, leads-live.co.uk uh, we'll obviously be here all weekend. We'll, we'll bring you all the latest news that's, uh, that comes out, that breaks out of Ellen Road, um, all sort of the rumours, the latest on the managerial speculation. We'll see if Heckenbottom has anything to say. Yeah. We usually get a statement a couple of days after. Um, and um, we'll probably be back uh, back uh, in the pod booth when next time is, is when they hire the new man. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I was about to say next Thursday, but you would think that there's probably going to be a new man at the helm by um, mm. before next midweek at the latest so I would have thought we'll probably have to do a podcast so when the we'll new man we'll gets announced playing even more havoc with our, with our days off as, uh, as I've found today not that I'm bitter yeah. or anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh, we'll, we'll leave it there for now thanks a lot Baron for, uh, for, for stopping in the pod booth and we will speak to you all next week cheers guys